What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of NWF Potluck Podcast, where everything we serve comes with a side of gravy. Boys, tonight we're here, we're going to talk about the Nation Chamber event from last night. First of all, just got to give a shout out to that crowd. That crowd was phenomenal. There's there's nothing like a Canadian crowd, honestly. The Bell Centre was rocking the whole night. Didn't matter what the match was, like, they were alive the whole night. So, uh, you know, cheering and booing at everything. Even even chanting at Dominic Mysterio. Who, by the way, has got some major heat on him. And we'll discuss that later on. So, uh, I know I promised the Ripper was supposed to be here tonight. But, uh, announced to me, I should have known that uh, the man can't stay off the bong or anything to be able to concentrate to even come on here. So, he accused me last week of ripping into him, but... Uh, so what happens when you don't show up, Ripper, right? Tell them groupies go home now and uh, come on to the podcast. Anyways, we'll start off with the first match of the night, which was the Women's Elimination Chamber match. This match started off with Natalia and Liv Morgan. And I must say it was a phenomenal match. They had some crazy spots in it. Liv Morgan with the hurricane run off the top of the pod to, um, or was it the buckle bomb? I can't remember now. To uh, Raquel Rodriguez was phenomenal. I loved that. Um, I kind of figured Asuka was going to win. I don't know why. It's just, I guess the biggest draw out of all of them for Mania against Bianca Belair was would be Asuka. And hopefully when she do go to Mania, she, I, mean, I, like, I like Bianca Belair too, but Asuka deserves this one, I think. There were some crazy spots. Natalia and Asuka forcing leave unconscious. Meeting, she was eliminated from the chamber. I like that. It was nice. Great teamwork, and then they just went at it. And a little bit, of, like, I'm not a fan of Nikki Cross. I don't know. I just find her her stuff boring for some reason. I can't get behind it. The rest of them, you know, I, I was pretty interested in, but Nikki Cross, I care less about. That's just me. You know, I'm a bit picky. Ripper might say otherwise, but then again, he's stoned half time anyways. Um, she plays a good cycle character, but it's just it's just not going over well. Like it's, it's too much. She wrestled the first five or six minutes in the match with her jacket on before she got up on top of the pod, beating it off the top of the pod, whatever the point of that was. Like, I don't understand that. But uh, I don't know. Even the end, like Carmella and Asuka, the last two left, and they were going at it pin for pin, and then. Asuka countered it into a submission. That's all she wrote for Carmella. She she put on a good show too, I gotta say, Carmella did. And by the way, I gotta give props to her for Friday night on the, on the announced team. She done a good job during that match as well. But no, it was a, it was a great match. Um, yeah, I, I kind of figured Asuka was going to win. Like I said, Natalia. Natalia got some cheers last night that was amazing to see. It was, it was, I loved that. Um, that's about all I got to say really about that match. It wasn't, it wasn't too long, but it wasn't too short. Like it was, it was a pretty good time of a match too, right? Uh, the second match tonight was Brock versus Bobby. That match, I mean, they started off rough and I liked it, but the way it ended, I'm just not a fan of. I understand you don't have, you don't want to make Bobby look weak and get pinned. You don't want to make Brock look weak and get pinned, but... 
come on, you don't, you don't do it like that, in my opinion. I think the right way would have been, you know, if the ref was knocked out or something, and then Bobby went with a low, uh, Brock went with a low blow or something to uh, and Bobby, that would have made it a lot better, in my opinion. You know, played it dirty. But in regards to the match itself, like I said, it could have been better. Really, it could have been a bit longer, too. And I, like I said, you don't want either one of them to look weak, but it is what it is. As regards to the end of it, I love that. That's what you need. You need an angry an angry Brock Lesnar. Give him the ref and F5 in the ring and then one to Bobby. And then dragging Bobby out and putting him through the announce table. Oh, that was amazing. And then he done the same thing with uh, the ref. It's like an angry Brock Lesnar is the best Brock Lesnar. I don't like him as a baby face. Like, yes, he's still big and strong now, but I find his best work is when he's a heel. He gets the crowd booing and and he gets like in control of a match. And does whatever it takes, like use his strength. Like he, he should put you through the through the table every match, right? But no, it was a. I enjoyed it. I I, I enjoyed the ending of the match. Like I said, not so much. Definitely could have been better. Um, as for that match, oh, I forgot to give a rating for the women's elimination chamber match. I'm going to give the elimination, the women's elimination chamber, a rating of seven point five. Could have been worse. Could have been better, right? Maybe if you had, I don't know, replacing the, um, Nikki Cross with someone else. Made it a bit more interesting, in my opinion. It, in regards to that match, it do show that, that WWE has do have a fair bit of talent in the women's division. So, you know, it's looking good. We got a couple of young ones on the way up and everything. So, um, the Brock and Bobby Lashley match, I'm giving that a, a six. And only reason it got that high was because of the end of it, to be honest. Like I said, when they started off and they were going punch for punch and kick for kick and special for special, that was good. But then to go, and Bobby Lashley hadn't in the hurt locker and then he went with the low blow with the ref looking. I don't know, it's just a, a stupid way to end it. At least if something should have distracted the ref or the ref was not to, like I said, I would have rather it. Like backing into the corner or something, right? Um, But no, the end of it, the end of it was what, was what got to Mark. That high. Third match tonight was Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Finn Balor and Rhea Ripley. Um, another solid match. Another solid match. What can I say about it? Like, I don't know. I don't understand. You got this stable of, or faction, whatever you want to call it, of Finn Balor and Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley and, and uh, Damian Priest, and they win. Every Monday night. Every Monday night on ride, they're winning consistently. But pay-per-views, they can't get the job done, and I don't know why. To me, Edge and Beth, they've already done their thing. You know, give the young guys a chance now. Could have been a worse match, right? Finn can carry his own soap and Edge, and so can Beth and Rhea. Like, starting off with the close lines between the two of them, that was phenomenal. Neither one of them went down. And that's the way it should be, because... To me, Rhea is like this day and age Beth Phoenix, you know, like like a powerhouse woman. Um As for Dominic Mysterio and on the outside, I'm gonna say it now. I'm not a fan of Dominic Mysterio's in ring work and I don't know why, like he grew up 
with one of the best luchador wrestlers as a fighter ever. But he's he, he's not that great in the ring, in my opinion. But the heat on that young man is amazing. He uh, he can make a crowd boom, that's for sure. Even the, the Montreal crowd last night, when they was chanting, fuck you, Dominic, like, that was amazing. And to knock Beth off the top rope, like, to make her fall on top rope, well, I love that. And then, and, and the way I like it, too, is, like, the story they got on the go with him. It's supposed to be this tough criminal, yet Edge come around the corner at him, and he ran off like a scared little bitch, even though he ran his block, apparently, in jail. But, but no, um, it, it was a good match. I'll probably give it a rating of, of about eight. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I wish, I wish WWE would do something with, um, with the Judgment Day. And I understand Rhea's going on to me. Mania facing Charlotte Flair and I can't wait for that honestly and Rhea better win because honestly it's her time but like like I said, like I said to begin with they go on every Raw and they win like 90% of their matches and they come on to a pay-per-view and they lose in my opinion they should be built like Finn Balor was the first universal champion and he held it for less than 24 hours because Seth Rollins injured him my opinion, that man should get a push. But don't, don't just push him, push the whole group. Like, have them kind of be like the bloodline, but not the same, if that makes sense. Like, you know, um, how, how do I explain it? Like, I like to see Rhea win the women's championship and and Finn Balor hold the world title again. Probably not going to happen anytime soon. But no, like, they should be pushed... And the Raw brand, the same as Bloodline is pushed on SmackDown brand. You know, the top of the top there. Don't need to do the same gimmick and everything. You know, you got you got good stuff going with the Ford him. And every now and then, Dom gets a good chuckle out of him. But the, the heat on that young man, especially when he brings up Eddie Guerrero or does Eddie's moves in the ring. Like, I feel like the crowd is going to burn that fucking place down. Um... Anyways, that's enough about that match, I guess. So we'll go on to the men's elimination chamber match. Now that was a hell of a match. What a match that was. One thing that surprised me was Austin Theory coming out of the pod so early. I honestly figured he would have been. I figured he would have been the last one out. Kind of as a champion's advantage, but that's not how it played out. But anyways, you had Johnny Gargano and Seth Rollins start off. And, uh. Phenomenal, phenomenal work by two of them, if I do say. Especially when they were teaming up. And and even when Montez Ford and, and Theory and... Not Theory, sorry. Montez Ford and Gargano and Rollins teamed up to take out Bronson Reed like that. I love that. Gargano with the DDT off the ropes. And then Rollins with the curb stamp followed by the jump off top ropes by Montez Ford. That was phenomenal. Speaking of Montez Ford, he had some crazy spots in that match when he climbed up to the top of that cage. And, it like, we've seen four people climb up to it and kind of just drop. But the man literally got up there to the top of it and turned around and fell down on top of all of them. That was amazing. I, I loved every minute of it. And then kind of, like, 
on top of the pods, Seth Rollins and uh, Johnny Gargano again when they were on top of the pods. And uh, they kind of sat there for a minute, which was comical, and then they started going at it. And uh, and Seth was going to powerbomb Johnny off the top of the pod. But Johnny turned it around to a Hurricane Rana kind of thing off the top of the pod. And like I loved that. That was a big spot in the match. Kind of looked like he hurt his ear. Like he, he didn't come out far enough from the pod. But overall, like you can't beat those kind of spots in that type of match. They used the cage good, as well as the women did too. The women used the cage phenomenal too. And like the heads come neutral to the cage and everything. Like I love that. But the, the men's match, I don't know, there's Bronson Reed, you know, he's a big dude. I'd like to see him use more of his power. Um, someone should have been sent through one of those pods last night with him. Uh, Damien Priest, he's another one. Like, you know, he's part of Judgment Day. I would love to see him win the U.S. title. Um, at least give someone in Judgment Day a title. Because, like I said, it's well-deserved. I'm a big Judgment Day fan. But no, um, you know, it was solid. It was solid. I, uh, the end when you had um, uh, Montez Ford and... Austin Theory and Seth Rollins left, and Rollins gave Ford the curb the curb stamp out on the side of the of the flooring of the elimination chamber. That was amazing, and Austin Theory pinned in and eliminating. But I'm gonna say something that's gonna be very controversial. When Seth Rollins was waiting to curb stamp Austin Theory, and fucking Logan Paul came out. First of all. If you didn't, if you didn't see Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins at Mania happening, I don't know what you've been watching because ever since the Royal Rumble, I got I knew it was going to be Rollins versus Logan Paul. I'd hope to think that's what I thought it is because every Monday Night Raw since Rollins has brought it up. But the controversial part is I know not everyone in wrestling or the fans or even the superstars is a big fan of Logan Paul. Before a celebrity, he can go. I don't give him that. That buckshot lariat, in my opinion, probably better than Adam Page's. That's just my opinion. Like, he pulled that off phenomenally. And that's two two nice spots like that. Like he had the, the one with Ricochet in the Rumble. And now he's doing that. And you know what? In Saudi Arabia, he had a great match against uh, Roman Reigns as well. And when he flew off the top rope through the announce table at Reigns, we holding the camera. Say what you want about the young man. Yes, he's controversial and, you know, he's a bit of a prick. But he actually is legitimately a, a pretty good wrestler. Like, we definitely had worse ones. Like We had the, the Johnny Knoxville versus Sammy last year at Mania. Like, you know, I wasn't interested in that. But I'm going to be honest, I'd be interested in seeing Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. I think it could be a good match. And especially if Triple H, if he does the right thing and, and lets him go, I think I think it could be good. Um, the ending of that match, I like that, I like that, because you don't want to see Rollins get pinged clean either from Theory, because that kind of makes him look weak. Uh, so then you got Logan coming in out of nowhere and doing that, and then Theory hitting the A-tail and down on, and that was it, took him out. Um, I'm going to give that match a 9. That match deserves a 9 in it, in my opinion. They, um, you know... They had some big spots in that match. And the action was all over the place. And the crowd was in it the whole night. crowd was in it the whole night. And actually, one of my favorite parts was when, um, besides 
like I said, I'm gonna get a lot of like I said, I'm gonna get a lot of hate besides for Logan Powell coming out was when uh, Aston Theory tried to convince Johnny Gargano to team up with him to take out Seth Rollins because the crowd was singing singing Seth Rollins theme song. Which is pretty fucking catchy, don't get me wrong. But he kind of went, I don't know if a whole lot of you watched NXT or anything, but like, they were part of a group called The Way back in NXT. So, I mean, it was pretty good to see that up on the main roster as well. But um, it looked like Johnny was going to, and then he just turned on Aston Theory, which I liked. I liked that. But uh, no, overall, it was a, a great match. A great match. And like I said, that's... I, I can't say too... I can't say enough good things about it. Just the way it went, the flow of the match, it was high action. Then that brings us to the main event. With the hometown boy, Sami Zayn, taking on Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal World Heavyweight Championship. The crowd from the jump was phenomenal. I've never seen Reigns get booed so much in my life. Honestly, that was one of the top, top loudest boos I've heard in a long time. And everything, like everything about the match. Roman had one bit of offense. The crowd was on his ass. But the second Sammy got back into it, they were cheering again. And honestly, I'm surprised they didn't write. I'm surprised they didn't write when Sammy lost. Uh, I'll... I was upset that Sammy last. I would have loved to see him win. I, you know, we all kind of knew he wasn't going to win. Like they watched the big, the big match, Cody versus Roman at Mania, and and hopefully Cody wins that. Because I'll be honest, I'm sick of Roman Reigns having two belts. Even if he had one, just take one belt off, and you know, have a belt for each show. Like it would be better than him holding two, and when he don't even work all the time. Like if he showed up every week to both shows, then yes, I'd be okay with it. But uh, when he's hardly shown up, kind of makes me mad. Um, but Sammy had some nice offense, hitting a couple hell of a kicks and blue thunder bombs. Even hitting the, even hitting the, yeah, the Superman punch on on Roman, and then the ref, the ref getting knocked out, and the second ref getting knocked out. Jimmy coming out and attacking Sammy. Honestly, that surprised me because I only heard that one of those souls was going to be there, not two of them. But they must have been allowed in. Although I would have liked to have seen Solo there as well. But um, Jimmy attacking, attacking Zayn and then uh, putting Roman on top of Zayn. Then the second ref comes out and Zayn kicks out. And the second ref gets injured and Jay comes out. Stands between Roman and, and Sammy because Roman has steel chair in his hand. Roman hands the steel chair to Jay to do some to hit Sammy with, but uh, Jay wouldn't. And Roman kind of pushed away. I like that. I like that because you know what? I, I'd like to see the Usos finally split up as a tag team for a little bit. Both of them are phenomenal wrestlers, in my opinion, but especially Jay. Jay has talent. Um, I think Friday night. If Roman Reigns shows up, it's going to be a, a big thing about Jay not hitting Sammy with it. But we shall wait and see for that. Um, overall, the match, that match gets like a, a 9.5 out of 10. You couldn't ask for much better than it. Only thing was the end of it was a bit of an overkill. Um, I understand why you needed all that. I would have liked to see 
Honestly, I would have liked to see Kevin Owens come out when the ref got knocked out and take out um, take out Roman Reigns. So Sammy got the win. That way Roman Reigns didn't look weak. But like I said, we all knew Roman was winning. The end of it though, when Roman took out Paul Heyman, I, I loved that. With uh, Paul Heyman just slapping him across the back, but it wasn't even affecting him. And then he uh, stunnered Heyman. And then... Um, then he stunned Reigns, went to hit Reigns with the chair, but he didn't, and he moved out of the way, and Sammy hit the Louva kick again on, on Reigns, and I loved that. But at least he got the send-off he deserved in Montreal. I I think, honestly, if Kevin Owens didn't come out last night, and this is just my personal belief, I think if Kevin Owens didn't come out last night and it just ended like that, that place would have went nuts. That kind of gave Montreal kind of what they wanted. I know they wanted to see... Zayn win, but at least you got to see Owens come out and help. Which, you know. Um But no, it was a great match. It was it was it was great, I gotta say. Um I didn't like the two refs getting knocked out. To me, I, I don't know. And at least when the first one got knocked out, like, like I said, when Jimmy came out, I would have rather see Owens come out then. And Jay come out last but not do anything like he did, right? Um no, that's all I can say about that match. Only thing is, I think this is looking like we're getting Owens and Zayn versus the Usos at Mania for the Tag Team Championships, which has been the talk for a while now. Um, probably before Christmas I heard that. It got a potential to be a good match if it's done right. But I wish Sammy or Kevin was a world champion. Two of them deserve it, especially Kevin Owens. Like I said the other day on the introduction, Kevin Owens is one of the best wrestlers in the world right now, in my opinion. Um, that's that's really all from the chamber last night that I got to say. Overall, I'd give the show, if I was to rate that show out of 10, I'd probably give it a 9. Like, all together, a 9 for the whole sh for the whole show. Like, the body last week match, and the body and Brock Lesnar match kind of dragged it down. But um, the rest of it kind of held it up. It, it did hold it up, especially Asuka winning. I loved that. And and Montez Ford, like I said, I would have loved seeing him win the U.S. Championship. And then Angelo Dawkins got mad because he was a singles champion. That's how they split up. And at Mania, they could have had a match for the title. That would have been pretty good because Angelo Dawkins is a great wrestler himself, too. Um, so, anyways, I, after Illumination Chamber, I do want to say that I don't know if you noticed, but... Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, former women's superstar Sasha Banks, I think she goes by Mercedes Monet or something like that now, won her match last night in Battle of the Valley. So she got a belt now. Um, good for her. No, it's good to see her doing things. I'd love to see her show up in AEW, but they already got a pretty strong women's division, and they're not using all their talent. Um, I think... Raw Monday night is not going to be too exciting. I think you're going to have Kevin Owens come out and say something. And and um, Sami Zayn. No, Sami Zayn's probably not going to be there. But uh, Edge said he wants to accept Austin Theory's open challenge for the US title, which could be good. I would like to see that. Honestly, one thing that would have made it better last night was when Theory won the chamber. Was if afterwards John Cena's music hit instead of the Cena versus Theory match. Mania, 
which we all know we're getting this is in Hollywood and Cena's getting Hollywood. But uh, that would have been pretty cool to see Cena show up in Montreal. I think the place would have been rocking if he showed up. Um, but SmackDown is the show to watch this week. I, I strongly believe, I personally believe that um, the bloodline stuff going to go happen on SmackDown with Jay disobeying Roman again is uh, going to be a strong story this week. In regards to Seth Rollins, I got a feeling tomorrow on Raw, he's, he's going to have some words for Logan Paul, and then that's going to set up the match that everyone saw coming. Um, yeah, overall, it was a pretty great night. Now, uh, one more thing I do got to say. Ripper, if you're fucking listening to this, my son, me and you's going to have to have a talk. Um, it's time to start showing up, buddy. I know you're a former retired rock star or whatever, or you think she is. Um, you know what? Tell the groupies to go home. You've had a podcast to do. It's not very professional. Like me and you soon going to have to have our own match. Like I'm going to request WWE to send the fucking Elimination Chamber here. We'll go down to Mary Brown Center and me and you go. And that's what's going to happen. You probably wouldn't even make it that because you'd be that high. But, uh, yeah. Right, I, like the thing is, I wish I wish Ripper would start listening. You know, I'm his I'm his fucking elder, right? You think he would listen? And I'm sure if he was here now, he'd say, "Yeah, you're only older than me by three fucking days." But guess what, Ripper? I'm still more responsible to show up here tonight and do this. Um, you not showing up? I'm still gonna call, start calling you Roman Reigns. Instead of riding the Ripper Larry, I'm gonna call you Roman Reigns part time. Part time. Ridiculous. Anyways, boys, that's all for today's episode of uh, NWF Potluck Podcast. And thanks. And you know, as I says, keep it in the squared circle and it's not cheating if the ref don't see it. Peace.